Hello and welcome to WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. I am your host, Antonio Garza. And for the second time this week, I am back with another show. A show that I promised uh, because we had a really packed weekend. And while we did have a show specially focusing on AEW's All Out with Matt Carlins from Just Pro Wrestling News, there is still a lot of things that I wanted to talk about. Um, Stardom. New Japan Pro Wrestling and DDT to be more specific. And so we have this, uh, I guess, part two of this week's uh, WRPX. And it's, I, I don't know if it's going to be a short one. I cannot really anticipate at that point because there is a lot to talk about. But I will try not to go as much into detail on each single match. I will probably just touch on a couple of matches that I thought were interesting to talk about. But the truth is, like, there's a lot of news happening right now with these companies and so that's why i thought it was important to talk about them i think the best thing to do is start with the biggest one we are talking new japan pro wrestling wrestle grand slam in metlife dome we had two nights um and man this was the these two shows were just like a really good example of what the status of new japan pro wrestling is going through right now the shows are in really really big stadiums but they only did about 2000 and 3000 people respectively uh for each night it was arguably really really empty uh not necessarily because 2000 people is not that much but because the size of the venue is so big uh, that it does look really, really empty. Uh, it is unfortunate that I don't know if it's a matter of they made deals that they do not want to back up, uh, back down from, or if they just really, really want to like have these shows in Midlife Dones just because it makes them look bigger. But at the end of the day, having 2,000 people in such a big place does hurt more than having 2,000 people at, I don't know, Oda Gym or or even Budokan. And those shows would have been, would have looked so much better um, than these shows. But, so a really quick rundown of the cards. On the first night we had, in the pre-show, uh, the Stardom Showcase match, Momo Watanabe and Saya Kamitani defeated Lady C and Micah. And then in the proper New Japan show, uh, we had Flying Tiger, the team of Robbie Eagles and Tiger Max defeat Los Ingobernables de Japón, Bushi and Hiromu Takahashi. This was building Eagles versus Takahashi for the next day. Show defeated Yo by referee decision. This was a really disappointing match because this was Show's first quote-unquote heel um, match. And it ended up being just another Bullet Club type of match. Show. Uh, just immediately turned into a cheater, a chicken shit heel, a, you know, every every trope of a villain in New Japan, he just immediately turned. There was no transitioning. There was no tweening. There was nothing like show turn on your one. And then the next show, he pretty much appears. He's already just like full blown in like bullet club heel and indeed after the the match ended evil Juhiro Takahashi and Dick Togo came out and pretty much received him into what I believe is called the house of torture which is a splinter group I don't know if it's not bullet club I think it's still bullet club but it's like a splinter group of bullet club and so yeah incredibly incredibly disappointing to see show like, I don't... Look, I wanted Cho to go to Suzuki-gun. If he goes to Bulikov and this Splinter Group, I'll, I'm okay. I even I even mentioned, I like the look of the House of Torture. I think those four guys look cool. I don't think they should be Bulikov. I think it should be, they should just be their thing. My problem is that they just wrestle the same. They just cheat and they hide behind the ref and ref bumps and stalling and all that. And... That's the disappointing part. 
that that's why Suzuki Gun in itself is usually well somewhat respected because even though it's a lot of cheating too, they don't they don't cheat like the Bullet Club, and it's just really disappointing that Shaw of all people turned into this. Um, so yeah, just incredibly disappointing. Toru Yano defeated Chase Owens uh, to win the King of Pro Wrestling Cup in an I Quit match. I may be the only person in the world who actually liked this um, because this wasn't comedy Jano. This wasn't comedy Chase Owens. This was actually one of the most brutal matches that I've seen in New Japan just because of the, the nature of the spots. They were doing a lot of really, really violent stuff. Uh, not necessarily hard hitting. I mean, you're still working the match, but the the idea of like tying someone up by their hands and just like slamming them with with either like a leather strap or a kendo stick it's really brutal it was really violent and the only problem that i've seen people say is that it went really really long which i guess half an hour of jano and owens sounds like a lot but for the sake of what the type of match it was um it's not this is this is not Jano and Owens. This is not like the problem here is not that's Jano and Owens. It's a, the that it's a 30 minute weapon match. That is a problem. Like the fact that it's Jano and Owens doesn't matter. So I think a lot of people are seeing this match with biased eyes uh because it's Jano and Owens. And and for that matter uh when watching this match I never questioned like oh my god this is going long this is going long like that happened to me in the next match with Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada. With Jano and Owens, I never questioned the clock because what they were doing in the ring or outside the ring was compelling. It Some of it felt repetitive, but it never felt like they were going past the time. So I, I think this match has really, really bad ratings because of biases and not because... It's a bad match. I think it's actually a pretty decent match. And it's really, really unique for New Japan Pro Wrestling to have this type of match. Next up, we had a match that I thought went really, really long. Uh, this was just one minute shorter of Yano Owens, actually. Actually, not even one minute. It was like just 20 seconds uh, shorter. But this was Jeff Cobb and Kazuchika Okada. And yes, the wrestling was good. I didn't think it was as good as the previous match. I think they were like kind of like in par, but I think I, I enjoyed the first one more. But this match, I did think it went really long. There was a lot of stuff in the middle where Koff just kept working over Okada that I just got bored. Uh, it was kind of like seeing the same thing over and over again. Uh, so maybe these kids should learn from Jano and Owens to to change it up a little bit. But uh, And then the last, the last match, the main event, was Hiroshi Tanahashi defeating the returning Kota Ibushi to retain that United States championship. The match was good. I that was probably like the match I liked the most. Uh just it was a a good story, decent wrestling, nothing super special. I really enjoyed Tanahashi Nibushi like struggling with the Kamigoye, like I don't know, like little things here and there. It it this went like less than 20 minutes, so it also made it really easy to watch because uh, show and Joe that I didn't mention uh, went 25 minutes, so it's also like three matches going past the 20 minute mark. So this one going uh, like about 18 really, really felt like nice. It felt good. It was a nice way to end the show. Uh, it was nice to see Kota Ibushi. He looks skinnier, but not that much. I mean, he looks pretty decent. Um, and losing was the right thing to do. Tanahashi looked good. He kept the title. I I still suspect. We're going to get Tanahashi versus Moxley at Wrestle Kingdom unless that punk Moxley doesn't want to travel to Japan because he's a, a diva. But if he finally, I don't know, becomes professional wrestler, uh, he can come to Japan and wrestle Tanahashi. So that was night one. Night one, I think, is okay. I think so far it's okay. But now we go into night two. Also from the MetLife Dome in Saitama, Japan. This was closer to 3,000 people. Um, I should probably mention that both this shows took place on September the 4th and the 5th, respectively. This show is the one where I think it's going to give us a slightly bit more to talk about. And 
so the the opening match again pre-show julia and suri defeated momo watanabe and Seiya kamitami again pretty decent match probably one of the better matches of the night uh, unfortunately wasn't in the broadcast the united empire the great okan and jeff Cobb defeated chaos because of chikoka and ishii uh pretty decent match uh okan looked really good in my opinion and he and Ishii had a pretty decent pair up. Okada and Cobb just pretty much did the same thing from last day. So I wasn't really like that interested anymore. We had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Match where Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Kanemaru defeated the Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, and Taiji Shimori. A good match, pretty like really solid, but also like nothing really out of this world. It was again based around El Fantasmo's loaded boot, which at this point. It's not like as alleged anymore. Like we saw El Desperado pretty much break his hand using the boot to punch uh, Ishimori and Desperado and Fantasmo. So uh, I don't know, like an interesting story, but I don't know. I'm I'm getting really bored now at Ishimori and Fantasmo uh, as a team, and I'm honestly really bored of El Fantasmo in New Japan. I I don't think he's he's doing anything special. Uh, like the good thing is that we are coming close into the best of the super juniors and maybe we'll see an influx of of talent that can give El Fantasmo and Ishimori uh, different matches. But so far, I am getting really tired of ELP and Ishimori. Um, I mean, I'm getting tired of the whole Bullet Club at this point. They're, they haven't really done anything interesting. We had the IWGP tag team match. This was... Easily my favorite match of the whole uh, New Japan weekend. This was Dangerous Deckers, Taichi, and Zack Sabre defeating Chaos, Hiroki Goto, and Yoshihashi, and Los Ingobernables de Japón, Sanada, and Tetsuya Naito to retain the championships. This was so awesome. Um, no pun intended, but this was a lot of chaos. Uh, it was a really chaotic match because it was just like people coming in and out. There was some really uh good pair-ups we had obviously like sanada and saver taichi and naito goto and naito joshihashi and well, we had we had a, a joshihashi and sanada pair-up that i thought was really fun I, I was actually thinking like i would hope both guys make it into the the same g1 climax uh side because i think that could be like really really fun uh, but yeah, like the match was really, it was all over the place. You, you have six persons, I mean, six people, six people in the, in the match, only two are legal. And so that kind of pushes the, the, the having to, to switch up quickly, the pair ups and all that stuff. And at this point, after this match, that's when we got the G1 climax announcement. We got the participants for the upcoming G1 Climax that starts pretty much in a week now, or, or not even a week, I think just days. Uh, and I'll go over those blocks after we're done with this show. Uh, just really quickly, the last two matches that we have is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title match. Robbie Eagles defeated Hiromu Takahashi. I, I thought the match was okay. As good as Robbie Eagles is, I'm just like not invested in him right now. I... I don't really care if he wins or loses. I don't really care about his like struggle or story. I'm not invested in Robbie Eagles. And so to me, I was just watching this match thinking, okay, so either Takahashi wins or he loses and he just wins it later on after he wins the best of the Super Juniors like for the seventh time. And so, yeah, I mean, good match, but I wasn't really invested in it. After the match, Desperado came out to challenge Robbie Eagles. And that's when you like... Like that is probably like one of the biggest examples that we had this show where you start to notice that New Japan's problem right now more than anything is the lack of depth of the roster. Um, because Robbie Eagles won the title from Desperado and then after defeating Takahashi, the first challenger is back again to Desperado. Uh, I think that is a big reflection on how lacking right now new japan is in terms of credible challengers same thing with chingo and evil that we're going to see later on 
um, it's it's going back to evil. Even though like Shingo and Evil don't really have much of a of a history together, and you can build something, it just kind of felt like going back to the same thing. Uh, I kind of understand like you 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 may not want to use certain people, but I think I don't know like it it does feel like we're using the same people over and over again instead of investing in other guys and maybe it's a problem because we're coming really close to the g1 climax and you don't want to start anything big that's not going to pay off that strongly and at the same time uh i don't know you, you you're trying to run this medlife dome and you probably don't trust that goto or or sanada or Sack Saber or Taichi are good challengers for Chingo Takagi in at Medlife Dome. Uh, I don't know. I I have heard rumors that there's a lot of politics going around right now in the New Japan dojo. I mean, New Japan uh, roster. Uh, hence the House of Torture. And so I do think that they need to get... I mean, Ghetto needs to get his shit together. I think New Japan needs to kind of like restructure I guess their roster and I don't know like either decide if you're going to be in New Japan then we need to hear uh like look I I, I kind of understand the whole travel thing with a lot of people but at the same time it's like if you if you want to be a top guy in New Japan you need to make the effort to be in New Japan and I'm talking about Osprey and Jay White, uh, like those guys. I understand you live in the United States, but so you can either take a break, like a long break, or let's see what's up. I don't know. It, it's hard to say because they're also trying to get this New Japan strong thing going, uh, which I'm not really interested in it, to be honest. Uh, like I enjoy the wrestling, but I am not invested in anything that the New Japan strong does. And so I think they're just they're, they just have like way too many things trying to run at the same time uh, and nothing seems to be clicking. And for that matter, we can go into the main event. It was Chingo Takagi defeating Evil. This was a this was an evil match with all the things that people tend to hate. Uh, I usually don't. I'm not as bothered by interference and in weapon use when the baby face ends up winning. I just see it as the babyface overcoming odds. And then that is what I like about babyface matches. And so I wasn't as put off with this match. Uh, but I understand, like, if, if you've all, if all you've seen in your life is WWE and you're tired of their shit, then you see it in New, New Japan. I totally understand how you think it's bad. But again, it's, uh, it's, it's evil. It's the same thing with, with Desperado. It's, it kind of feels like just going through to the same thing over and over again and and that's the problem with new japan right now like that's how it feels and we can go into the the g1 announcement now and let me run down really quick the the blocks a block has ibushi naito chingo sack saver toriyano tomohiro ishi yuhiro takahashi kenta tangaroa and the great okan uh obviously okan and tangaroa are pretty much making their G1 debut. On B block, we have Sanada, Taichi, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, Jeff Cobb, Evil, Tamatonga, Chase Owens, Katsuchika Okada, and Hiroshi Tanahashi. So obviously we have, um, we are lacking Jay White, Juice Robinson, David Finley, William Osprey, Minoru Suzuki, uh, Satoshi Kojima. Uh, and those two last ones, I, I start to get worried because you never know when their last G1 climax is going to be, and you don't want them to have like a bad G1 climax. And so the older they get, the the less chance they're going to be coming back. So what I see in this G1 climax is a really, it's a combination of a really basic tournament, but it's so so a tournament where you do kind of i guess you can see it as underwhelming because you do have chase owens and tamatonga and you hear takahashi and tangaroa 
having said that, I, I actually don't see anything wrong with those names. We always have people that are weak and who take losses. I mean, this year is those guys. Previous years, I mean, you had uh, tournaments where they put, I don't know, their fate in other guys. Like, you had, like, Fale for the longest time. You had old, like, Tenson before. Uh, we had, like, a really young, early Hangman page. So... I don't necessarily think it's bad. I I also don't want to see it as as giving as pri like giving the prize, you know, to to like guys who like Owens who instead of coming back to the US because they live in the USA, like they stayed in Japan and they're working the Japan tour and they're working with the promotion. Uh so and same with Cobb or, or Sack Saver, you know, they could have easily gone to wherever they want to go, but they decided to stay and work. And, and I think uh, they deserve a spot in the G1. I like Tangaroa. Tangaroa is a guy that we rarely see in singles matches in Japan. We've never seen him in a G1 climax environment. I don't think anyone has the right or the like, yeah, like the right to say that's going to be bad because you've never seen him work you never seen him go one-on-one -on -one with someone like ibushi or takagi or or kenta or ishi like so don't say that it's going to be bad we haven't seen it okan has improved so much since his debut uh so he's one of the guys that i'm just really really looking forward to see what he's going to be doing in the g1 uh chase owens for that matter i'm i don't know like I think Chase Owens may surprise in some matches. I mean, he's obviously going to take a bunch of losses, but I want to see, uh, I want to see like if Tanahashi or Jeff Cobb or Okada or Goto can carry Owens into decent matches. It's okay. I mean, it, Chase Owens is going to be the night off for every guy. It's okay. It's perfectly okay. Tamatonga, I want to see what Tamatonga has. Like, he he's never been incredibly impressive, but is he motivated this time around? So we'll see. Uh, so no, I don't know. Like, I'm keeping my hopes up. It is obviously a weak-looking lineup compared to previous years, but again, it's it's we are living in a different world, uh, and I think we need to take what like what we have and, and and judge after it happens not just because it's it looks weak but uh we'll see where it goes like it's about to start really soon um we are almost over with the five star grand prix so I, i'm hoping that by the time this like the g1 really kicks off then we are already kind of closing up that on the on the five star i i'm not gonna be watching the n1 uh, it's just way too much stuff happening right now, but I will try to follow the G1 as I always do every year. So I don't know. I am, I'm keeping my hopes up and you know what, at the end of the day, like people are focusing too much on, on Takahashi and, and Jano and Tamatonga, but like, see, see it this way. Block A, we're going to have Ibushi Naito. We're going to have Ibushi Takagi. We're going to have Naito and Takagi. Saver Ibushi, Saver Naito, Saver Takagi, Jano versus anyone tends to be really fun. We're gonna have Ishi versus Takagi, Ishi Naito, Ishi Ibushi, Ishi Kenta, Ishi Great Okan, Kenta Naito, Kenta Shingo, Kenta Ibushi, and that's just Block A. Block B, we have Tanahashi Okada. They haven't wrestled in a while. We're gonna have Okada versus Kav again. Tanahashi versus Kav. We're going to have Goto Tanahashi. Those tend to be good. Uh, we're going to have Taichi Goto, who has been pretty decent. Taichi versus Tanahashi or Okada may be good. Taichi versus Cobb may be fun. Uh, I don't know. There's there's matches there that are going to be worth watching. So, And you know what? At the end of the day, even if all of that just doesn't do it for you because you're like stuck up in your ass, at the end of the day, I'm guessing that at the start of every single New Japan show, 
you are going to be able to go to go in and say Kohei Fujita and Ryohei Oiwa wrestle in the openers and those matches are going to be 10 minute bangers because those two kids are fucking amazing so I'm, I'm looking forward to the G1 I've never been disappointed by the G1 like you can say like well it's not 2017 anymore yeah no shit doesn't matter like it's still it's still better than what you're watching on a weekly basis in American television I can fucking assure you like if anything else none of these shows are going to be cutting a wrestler's song and giving you four minute matches so I am excited for the G1 climax it's going to be good <sighs> rant over on to the next rant <laughs> we have stardom's five-star grand prix we saw day nine and ten uh this last weekend it was on the fourth and on the sixth respectively uh not much to talk about uh really quick on the fourth the both shows no actually the fourth took place on the bell cell takano takado no baba uh venue man i always have trouble saying that name taka da no baba and it was in tokyo japan about 300 people the card on this one we saw fukigen death defeat hanan it's okay whatever <laughs> natsupoi versus unagi sayaka went to a double count out this was a really fun match it was just it was as close as you can get to a jano match in stardom it was just them playing around to a point where the referee was like if you guys don't take this seriously i am going to leave uh but it was a really really fun match mayu watani defeated arena okay uh julia defeated mai sakurai this is kind of like part of mai sakurai's gatekeeping series because she's been going against i mean she's already fought momo julia uh sayaka i guess micah and i'm missing someone else but she's been going through all, all like those big names that are just kicking her ass so it's okay sakurai needs the experience and then when it comes to the tournament matches we had himeka defeat mina shirakawa the match was okay i think uh i think it was better than i expected to be honest konami defeated uh, takumi iroha which was it was good uh not the best konami match nor the best iroha match in the tournament but it was a pretty decent match and then on the main event, the obvious Suri Hayashita time limit draw. Uh, I don't think anyone ex should have expected a clear winner in this match. And I thought the match was good, really good actually. But I, it was obviously that they were not going to get a winner. And so it just kind of felt like watching a highlights match uh, between these two. It's kind of like if you, if you turn in and you're expecting a one hour match but you only saw minute 15 to minute, uh, what would be like 35. And then you clicked it off. That's what we got with this match. So in a way it's like, it's more like a preview of what eventually will be their third match. Uh, the show was good. Uh, I thought it was fun. It was really easy. It, it went like, it was really easy to watch because it went by really, really fast. Like their first four matches that are just like non-title matches we're all quick and and fun and so by the time we got into the tournament matches like you you didn't really feel like you had been watching a long show so that was really good this show was okay <laughs> it was the next show that i really want to talk about this was day 10th on the 6th of september uh, korakan hall in tokyo japan about 500 people uh this was a full pretty much a full tournament uh match i mean yeah tournament show tournament match show yeah tournament show with matches and we had a a, a title match and just a singles match so what i forgot to mention from the previous day is that before the show started i actually don't even know if, if this was shown in the the broadcast but waka sukiyama who she's a former art actress girls ross remember i know her from from working in chocopro and i i saw one wave match of her of her but because of that i couldn't really say that i've been watching or that i know a lot of sukiyama she is actually celebrating 
her first year since debuting on the 6th and she's announced that she will be doing some dates for stardom i don't I, they didn't really say that she had signed with stardom but it did come off as as she will be signing off because a year in and she actually left actress girls it just gives me the the impression that she will be signing with stardom i, I feel like stardom right now is starting to hire some people uh they like i get the impression that they're trying to make cosmic girl uh the cosmic angels go from three people to a proper five unit team and so i think my sakurai and sukiyama will end up being those two but uh on this show on the six she got a title shot against unagi sayaka for the future of stardom match the match wasn't like all that great or impressive i mean Sukiyama is one year into the business. Uh, don't don't. It, she looked okay for just one year into the business. Like she, she's not a prodigy or anything like that, but she looked okay. Uh, Sayaka defeated her, and I thought it was a good showing for her. She had like new ring gear or anything, so good for her. Uh, prior to that, we had Mika defeat Mika Sakurai. This was like a five-minute match, nothing really special. Micah was definitely taking the night off on that day. Um, but now we go into the actual tournament, and that's where things uh, get more interesting. This was a lot of wrestling. This this show actually felt really long by the time we got to the main event. And, and I'll, I'll talk about one specific match uh, of why I started to feel that. First off, we had Saya Kamitami defeat Ruaka. This was weak. It, like, Ruaka has two modes. Either she's she's going all in or she's just, like, not doing anything. And this match was, like, 90% Ruaka not really pushing it. And then she started kind of pushing it at the last minute. But that's when Sayaka got the win. Um, Ruaka has definitely been that one person in the tournament where I do start to dread watching her like even Fuki and Death I find really entertaining but Ruaka has been a dread this tournament and talking about Fuki and Death this is where I flipped the coin well not flip the coin like flip the lid the table Momo Watanabe defeated Fuki and Death in one minute and 30 seconds that's okay I do not mind seeing a one minute squash in the tournament my biggest problem was that after the match ended saki kashima attacked momo watanabe and they actually started a proper match and so you're telling me that in a tournament of the level of the five-star grand prix in one single day momo watanabe had to have two different tournament matches with points on the line that is complete bullshit it's like how can you have such a prestigious tournament or like they're trying to make it a prestigious tournament in a company that's been booked so well for the whole year and then in one single night you make a mockery of your tournament like i've complained about having title matches during a tournament because i think that's incredibly unfair for the champions but now you're telling me that one wrestler had to have two different tournament matches in one single day like that is complete bullshit momo watanabe won them both it's okay in that sense but it's still bullshit that why momo of all people should have to have two matches on the same night that's obviously against her odds and and i don't know like it kills the the seriousness and prestige of the tournament if you have stuff like this it, it's similar to when tna did that uh bound for glory series where some of the matches were singles matches some were like weapon matches some were triple threat matches it's it's not you, you're not portraying a fair tournament even new japan when they have Toriyano matches, as people like to complain about them, 
uh, or, you know, this tournament, they're going to have Chase Owens matches. Yeah, they're never going to force Okada to go defeat Chase Owens and then defeat uh, Tangaroa in the same night. It's not going to happen because it doesn't make sense because if you are in a tournament, everyone should have their sing their one match a night. Like, oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what else to complain. Like, it's... <sighs> There's just been many, many things done in this tournament where you contrast like such a great roster and so much good wrestling. And then you have just like idiotic card making. I, I just don't know how to explain it, but that, that I find that I found really, really annoying, really infuriating. I wasn't a fan of of this <sighs> next up we had Himeka defeat Natsupoi this was a fun match it was I, I, I guess we can call it sloppy but you have to consider that Natsupoi is not accustomed to doing her spots with someone so tall so so if she needs to do this part where she bring where she jumps on your knee and then jumps on your on your shoulders like she's accustomed to doing that with someone like Siri uh, who is considerably shorter and who she can easily jump into. But doing it with Himeka forces Himeka to go down and, and that's the point to go really high. And so there was a lot of spots where they had trouble just because of the size difference. But the match itself was really, like, it was really fun. It was good. Um, a good clash of styles. I mean, speed versus power. We had Julia defeat Mina Shirakawa. Uh, the match was... Again, it, some of the stuff was seems sloppy, but I this one was just different in the same in the sense that uh both women seemed to be just kind of like going at it, and the sloppiness looked more as a reflection of how they were just going at each other with everything they had, and not necessarily because they were sloppy wrestlers. And I thought that for anything else, Chirakawa looked pretty decent going up against Julia. And Julia, as always, like she's pretty good. They, this was like a six-minute match, so I wouldn't even consider it like that bad. But for six minutes, I thought it was okay. Uh, Koguma defeated Starlight Kid. This was a good match. This was a match that I actually expected. Like, I expected Koguma to win because I expected Koguma to challenge Starlight Kid for the high-speed title, like down the line, uh, maybe for. Like that could be a match for for Saka Joe Hall or even Ota Ward. But what ha ended up happening is that Koguma won the match and Hasuki came out. And so we got the challenges for, I think it's going to be for Ota Ward. And it's going to be Hasuki's return versus Koguma. Hasuki is former high speed champion. So I think we're going to be seeing that uh, more. Uh, it does seem like Stardom is putting effort into building that high-speed division. If Koguma's back, Hasuki's back, there are rumors that now that Mei Hochisuki left Marvelous, that she will be joining Stardom, also going at the high speed. We've seen uh, Sayaka and Shirakawa kind of like try out themselves in high-speed bouts. So... They, they, it does seem like they're trying to build up this high-speed division a little bit more. Maybe, maybe like, take the title into the next step, you know, and make it, like, the third big title in the promotion. But uh, the match itself was fun. It was a lot of back and forward, a lot of working the neck, um, a lot of, like, going in and out of the ring, and uh, unfortunately also a lot of oil tie interference, but not that bad. Like, it wasn't, like, a bullet crop situation. Uh, and yeah, at the end, Koguma won over Starlight Kid. I still think that we may still get the the title match. Like, if if Koguma can defeat Hasuki, I think Koguma may challenge for the high speed. If not, we may just be building to Hasuki versus Starlight Kid for uh, Osaka Joe Hall down the line. I think that may be the match. It really depends on... on it, it depends on, on seeing how Hasuki is in terms of ring rust. Like, she hasn't been gone for that long. It's like if she had been gone for an injury. But it's still important to see where she's at. And obviously, I think 
New Japan, I mean, New Japan Stardom is invested in giving Koguma some some big matches and so we'll see we'll see who takes the, the championship match but i think i think it will be down to to that match to, to crown a number one contender for starlight kid down the road uh we had the two final matches of the night which were easily the matches of the night <laughs> konami defeated Suri in a really really good match uh this was about 13 minutes 14 minutes and they have such a similar style that the whole match was about just how similar they are a lot of mirror spots and it was really well planned out because Suri still looked like the dominant wrestler but konami was the smarter wrestler that night and so she got the win with a roll up when Suri had the a sleeper on her but like konami looked really really good Suri looked fantastic as always like this was really really good match and I would have said this was going to be the match of the night if not for Takumi Iroha defeating Tam Nakano in a really good match. Uh, this was a total like Tam Nakano match, but worked at a Takumi Iroha pace, a Takuma, Takumi Iroha uh, style because it was a lot of like kicking, a lot of uh, striking. And what I found surprising of this is that I think... I, I may be mistaken. I think at one point Nakano hit the Twilight Dream, which is her finisher, and Iroha kicked out. And I was like, whoa, that's that's a big deal because it was already like kind of like later in the match. Uh, and then Iroha won with the running tree. So I I don't know if they're going to do Iroha versus Nakano for the title down the line. We still need to see how Iroha does with Hayashishita because I do not think like, I'm guessing she's not going to pin both champions, but she can pin Nakano and then have Iroha Nakano down the line. I'm still expecting that Suri is going to win the whole thing and challenge Hayashishita. And so that would leave Nakano and Iroha for a big title match. Also, like, maybe maybe Osaka, maybe Ota, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, this was a really fun match. Uh, easily the match of the night. Stardom-wise, this may have been the match of the weekend. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think I would say that. And uh, yeah, uh, totally worth going out of your way to watch. But at the end of the day, like I can't really say that this was a a strong show. It was it was still good because a lot of things were good. But between the Momo Watanabe thing, uh, some of the matches having like just sloppy wrestling. Uh, or not sloppy wrestling, just like things were, that you can point out and say like, oh, that that wasn't to go to go down like that. I I can't really say this was this was the strongest of shows, and it's unfortunate because it was a show that was like completely uh, based on the tournament, and so that does that kind of like does hurt it a little bit. Um, but I don't know, like it may maybe it's a, it's a matter of them starting to get tired i don't know but this this show just they were not all on their game let's say <laughs> and news coming from this show is that julia is is going to be taking off the rest of the dates of the g of the g1 of the five star grand prix because she's going to be nursing some injuries so she is Forfeiting her matches against Natsupoi from the 11th, Fukiden Def from the 16th, Himeka from the 20th, and Momo Watanabe from the 25th. I think the 25th is the final night, so um, all those women get two points automatically going down. I hope this doesn't fuck up Rossi's plan to who was going to win the, the, the tables, I mean the block. But uh, it is a lot of points that a lot of people just managed to get. Because I cannot imagine Himeka, well, like, maybe Himeka and Watanabe were going to defeat Julia, but I don't know if Def and Natsupoi were going to defeat Julia. But because of that, like, right now, Momo Watanabe is at eight points leading the block because of those two points that she got. Um, and because of that, Natsupoi is tied for second place against Starlight Kid, again, because of to those two points that she got. So... I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Himeka barely started, so she has six points at this point. But since she just started the tournament, uh, 
she's like I think she's five matches in. She still has time to lose uh, and not make the top of the card, so it's okay. And Fukigen Dev, she's six matches in and she's only won two, including the one with Julia by forfeit. So she's not really a threat to to mess up the card down the line. I think she's going to be okay. But I think Momo and Natsu Boy definitely could eventually screw up the calculations that Rossi had for the tournament. And I don't know, hopefully Julia gets gets uh you know she heals what she uh, is working on i think it's the neck and so hopefully she'll be okay come osaka joe hall uh i guess for a quick update on the blue block right now we have konami in the lead with eight points trailed by micah with seven and then we go down to kamitami tamnakano and I think it's just them with six points. We have Hayashishita, Sayaka, and Suri with five. And Iroha with four points. And down the road, it's Asumi with two and Roaka with zero. Asumi has only had three matches, so she still has a chance to like build up some points. Uh, as is Iroha, because she's also like three matches in only. Ruaka is 0-0-4. Uh arguably close to being eliminated she may be like one match away from being eliminated actually she she's already probably eliminated because konami has eight points and there's no way raka can can reach eight points i think maybe i i think she can reach eight points but that would mean konami has to lose everything as as does micah so raka is close just to be mathematically eliminated likewise saki kashima on the red block but that is it for stardom like i said um I mean, fun shows, good shows for the most part, but some really annoying things happening that just like, you don't need to do this, you know? Like you can just have a normal show with normal matches and that's going to be okay. Like you can even, you can even push the idea of doing title matches in shows, but at the point where you're doing two tournament matches back to back with the same wrestler, that just that just like comes off as bad <sighs> so rant number two down the third thing that i want to talk about is not a rant it's actually praise because ddt had the dramatic survivor 2021 show on the fourth nagoya international conference hall in nagoya japan there wasn't a lot of people there but oh boy was this show really good and historic this show had a tournament the dramatic survivor tournament which is a eight-man tag team tournament where i mean when i say eight men it's it's a uh, four teams of four people <laughs> it's not like eight people by themselves it's a uh, we had the Sanana Kamina, we had Junretsu, Damnation, and Disaster Box, and they're all wrestling in a tournament, a reverse tournament where the losers are the ones who advance, because at the end of the tournament, the losing team, the losing stable, the losing group must disband forever. And so you're coming in and you see the teams, Damnation. You know, Tetsuya Endo, Somatakao, Daisuke Sasaki, Juji Hino. They are the, the six men champions right now. Former KOD champions, former tag champions, former everything. They are domination. You have Disaster Box. Harashima, Kazuki Hirata, Naomi Yoshimura, Toru Owashi. It's a team that has been losing people. Uh, like they, they lost Juki Ueno to the Sana Nakamina, for instance. And so... It's a, it's a team that, I mean, both Damnation and them, they have been there for a while. It's one of the older teams. You have Junretsu. It's really just Juna Kijama and all of his trainees. Hideki Okatani, Mizuki Watase, Yusuke Okada, and Makoto Ishii. Oishi right now is injured, so he wasn't there. That's an arguably new team. It's a team that you don't really know what the future holds for them because you don't really know what Juna Kijama is going to do with DDT now that he lost the title. It can really, really go either way. And finally, we have the Sana Nakamina, the newest team of them all. Konosuke Takeshita, Mao, Shunma Katsumata, and Juki Ueno. 
they are the KOD tag team, the, the world champion and the tag team champions. So you come into the show and you know that one of these teams is going to disappear. Talk about, talk about importance. Talk about just there's, there's something in the air because, you know, it, it's like coming into a, uh, a triple mania or an anniversary CMLL show where, you know, a mask is going to go that like come off. And once you do that, you can't turn things back. Uh, you just can't. And so I will talk about the tournament before I go through the rest. But in the first match, Disaster Box defeated Damnation when Kazuki Hirata pinned Somatakao. Hirata, like the story here was that Disaster Box wanted to keep Hirata off the match because Hirata is obviously the weakest link but it ended up being Hirata who got like they were forced to tag him in because they were just like all taken out and Hirata ended up getting the win after surviving Damnation and then getting the win over Takao so Damnation advances to the finals in the other first round match or semi-final I guess Junretsu defeated the San Kamina team in a way this was really similar because Junretsu is Junakiyama, but the other three guys are arguably still rookies and they're going against a really strong team. You know, Ueno, Mao, Katsumata, and Takashita are all pretty well established. And so the Sun and Akamina again dominated most of the, the match until it came down to Okada and Mao. And after some assists from Akijama, Okada pinned Mao. And so the finals of the match where the, the losing team must disband is Damnation versus Sanana Kamina. Just, just thinking of that makes this match really, really feel like a big deal because after tonight, one of these teams, this beloved teams, because even Damnation, if they are heels, like people love Damnation, but one of these teams is going to have to disappear. We go into the finals match. You can feel it in the air. Like the teams come out and you can see, you can sense desperation and like that they're fighting for their lives. At one point, Matt Pauly, who is uh, the second, I guess, for Damnation because he's not in the actual match. Like things start to get really bad for Damnation. And at one point, Matt Pauly just jumps in the ring and is desperately trying to attack everyone. Because he knows that if he doesn't, damnation is going to cease to exist. But even that's not enough. Because Daisuke Sasaki ends up taking the pin at the hands of Yuki Ueno after pretty much the whole team uh, worked together to take him out. And damnation is no longer a thing. Tetsuya Endo, Somatakao, Daisuke Sasaki, Nobuhiro... Juji Hino, sometimes the strong hearts would come in and work with Damnation. All of those guys, Matt Polly, uh, all of those guys uh, have now lost their match because of this rule that Sanshiro Takagi invents. And uh, yeah, so that's it for Damnation. They are going to be having a farewell wrestling show on the 29th, if I'm not mistaken. That is going to be the final Damnation match as them as a team i don't know what's going to happen with them uh we are probably going to see uh, a slight i don't know like change in some people like with something like this i wouldn't be surprised if soma takao for instance turns babyface and joins the like the sun and akamina or you were disaster box uh i wouldn't be surprised if someone like hino take some time off again from DDT. I don't, I don't know what his schedule looks like for other promotions, but he's someone that tends to come and go. Um, Sasaki and Polly, I'm guessing they will stay together, but I don't know. Endo, I don't know where he goes, but it will be interesting to see where some of these names go. If there will be, maybe, maybe this prompts like the breakup of disaster box or hopefully not, but maybe even eruption or eruption grows. And we see new team come out from these guys. Um, 
I mean, I don't know what's going to happen, but it will be interesting to see. But yeah, for, for now, Damnation has lost. They are going to this band on the 29th. And I just really, really want to talk about the show because it's so historic that a team like Damnation that we've seen for the last, I don't know, like four or five years now, they've just like that. They, they lose their match, lose their leaves down pretty much, and they have to disband. And it's it's both sad, but in a way, it's also like something that Sanchiro Takagi said, like, I'm doing this because I want to keep everyone on their toes and I want to keep the 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 show's fresh. And it's something that if you think about in terms of New Japan, who wait, dude, like when's the last time that we saw like a proper change in stables other than the Bullet Club because all the guy jeans tend to want to go to WWE eventually. And so but we haven't really seen many changes in Chaos or Suzuki gone or I mean LIJ kinda, but not really because it's a small stable uh honta it's usually just whoever's there and so it's really i don't know it's it's a really strong change happening here in, in ddt and just for that i think just for the sake of the tournament i think you should go and watch it if you're a fan of, of ddt i think because i think you're going to appreciate what they did um the rest of the card was mostly just just there uh matt poly defeated keigo nakamura Eruption, which was Higuchi and Saki Akai defeated Akito and Yuki Naya. Uh, then Shukudino and Joku Ino, who are now the the pheromones as a team, they defeated Antonio Honda and Sanshiro Takagi. Uh, Dino and Ino are going to be challenging for the tag titles, and so this was a way to build them up. And also, in a way to build them up, Chris Brooks defeated Yuki Sakaguchi in a really, really good match. This was all striking, like Brooks doing a striking battle and it was really good um brooks defeated sakaguchi 15 minutes uh, brooks is going to be challenging takeshita really soon for the title and so he also needed some wins to to build up and that was that was the show like, like i said as a whole show overall it's only three matches in my opinion were like really important uh but overall it was good but yeah like that tournament Jesus fuck, man! It, it had me. It had me at the edge of the seat, cause I I didn't want to see Damnation or the Sananakamina disappear. Jun Retsu, I would have understood it because it's such a new team and and it's just Jun Akiyama and his boys. And the Saucer Box, that's a team that I honestly thought it was going to be disbanded because it's a it's an old team, and it's a team of just like guys who have nothing kind of like going on for them right now. Like it's Toru Washi and Hirata who are comedy guys. It's Harashima who has pretty much always been like, a, a, he's since he's the ace, he's always just doing his own thing anyway. And Naomi Yoshimura who is teamless pretty much after returning and finding out that Juki Weno had joined another stable. So I fear it was going to be them, but no, it ended up being Damnation. I think, I think for the sake of changing the status quo of the promotion, Damnation was the right choice. It just hurts. It just hurts, man. <laughs> uh, but that is it for this for this uh, part two of this week's WRPX. Uh, three shows, three companies that I really, really wanted to talk about. Um, any other week, I this would have been just a normal show. But since we also had All Out, which was also really historic in its own way, I I just felt the necessity of having two shows, two different shows, so we can talk about everything. We are going to be heading into some really heavy weeks now with the G1 Climax starting and the five star closing. And then, but we still have like Ota Ward and Osaka Joe Hall for stardom. Uh, we are also coming into Wrestle Princess 2, which will be a big show. And so we'll, we'll see how we follow. Uh, but it does seem like October, mostly October, is going to be super packed when it comes to wrestling. So that is it for today. Like I said, uh, thank you for, for being here. And for those who listen to the, the all out show also, thank you. Um, this is WRPX, your wrestling revolution podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, and WRPX 
You can find me personally on Twitter as DW Revolution, or you can go to DWrestlingRevolution.com where you can find the written versions of all the shows that we talk about. Um, and also, uh, I'm not doing a, an Impact forecast this week because Impact, I mean, this show is going to be released the day after Impact, so there's really no point. Uh, nor I know what the card for the next week is going to be. So it's really hard to give you an Impact forecast for the next week, but we'll do that next on the next show of WRPX. Bow, that is it for today. Uh, I don't really think I have anything else to do other than say I love you and adios. Well, that's about it. Son of a gun, we've enjoyed it. Looking forward to next week. I guess we'll have to wait a week before we get to it, but we'll be right back again. For Corey Macklin, Dave Brown, Lance Russell saying bye-bye, everybody.